Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thank you for joining us today. This is Paige here, and um, you're going to get to meet my very special friend, Jasmine. Say hello, Jasmine. Hello, everyone. We are setting up a new series today, and Jasmine is one of the guests on this series. And so just to preview the series for you, it's going to be called Truth in Love, and that is taken from Ephesians Four and looking specifically at at verse fourteen and fifteen, it says, "As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, doctrine by the trickery of men and craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ." Going on to verse 16, from whom the whole body being fit and held together by every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And ladies, this year as a podcast and as a ministry, I want to take some time to focus on on maturing in wholeness and maturing in Christ as part of the body of Christ. And so when I think about that phrase, speaking the truth in love, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects. As women, there are are so many things that come come to mind that we have to grow up in. Uh, But one of the topics, and this is one that we're going to address today with Jasmine, is the topic of offense and moving past offense so that we can move into maturity. So to set this up, Jasmine, first tell them a little about yourself. So assume they know nothing about you, zero about you. Zero about me. What do you want about them me. to know about you? Oh, my goodness. That's actually a hard question because it seems to change every day what I want people to know about me. Um, I'm a mom of five, which is my dream come true. All Amazing. I ever wanted to be was a mom. Yes. So I am living the dream. I did not know it came with so much laundry, though. <laughs> so I'm... I'm but I'm good yes. with that now. Yes. Um, I'm married to a pastor, which is also a dream come true. When I was 17, all I did as a child was watch Western movies with my dad. And I thought there were only certain uh, professions in the world, like uh, rancher, farmer, sheriff. Yes. I, I, I just didn't know. Bounty it. hunter. Yes. <laughs> you know, all those things. And I remember sitting on the couch one day at my dad's business, and I thought, you know what? I want to marry a pastor. Because, you know, most Western movies have preachers, and I thought, yeah. well, that's an option. Right. Well, I married a grease man. And then 18 years later, he became a pastor. So that's wow. also a dream come true. Yes. And then I found out that I have a prophetic gift. Yes. And it was very young. I didn't know what that was at the time. And yes. now I know that... Even prophetically, God was telling me that I was going to marry a pastor. Yes. My whole life, I have loved God, and I've loved Jesus. Yes. Um, I wasn't saved till I was 12, but I've always been drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I would want people to know, that I love my family. Yeah. I love my husband, and I love God with all my heart. Yes. You're currently teaching Bible at a, a school in the Texas home area, Victory Life Academy, for yes. those who, who know. Girls um, High School Bible. Yes. Um, I love teenagers. You should probably know that too. Yes. They're so much fun. I love getting to prepare them to launch into life. And let's just tell our listeners about your fun TikTok habit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's add that on. Tell them your handle and tell them okay. about your TikTok it's very, It's very simple. It's just at Jasmine Heinen. Um, <laughs> I keep wanting to come up with a cool name. And I thought, you know what? My name is pretty cool. So it's just at Jasmine Heinen. I love video. I love microphones. And... TikTok has given me a way to just have fun. And my dad taught me when I was young, he would always ask us, are we having fun yet? And anyone else would think we weren't having fun. We were like building fences, building decks, in the rain, the snow, it didn't matter. And dad would say, are we having fun yet? So one of my core values is fun. Yes. 
And I think God is fun. Yes. And I think he wants us to laugh. So a lot of my TikToks are just fun yes. and laughing. And sometimes I challenge people because a lot of people aren't having fun mm-hmm. because they're stuck in bad mindsets. Yeah. And I like to help people change their mind. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's all so good. And just thinking about the core value of fun makes me think about the uh, when people get caught sometimes lost in what their perception is of the will of God over their life. But the will of God, although there are certain times and specific things, but the will of God, it says, is that we rejoice always, yes, give thanks, pray continually. And and so I think about that rejoicing, and I think that God shares that, that value fund. My kids would enjoy it. Would, um, my kids would agree that Jasmine <laughs> is a fun person. And so getting to the topic of offense, um, yes. and Jasmine does, as you can hear and tell, she just... She operates in a lot of life and a lot of love and impacts a lot with what she has to say. We were sitting in some bleachers one time in a gym, just some moms, and recapping a um, a conversation about a basketball game between two teams. And just mo- just normal mom life, conversa- normal conversation. And I was not at this game, but but the conversation turned to speaking about some calls that a referee had made. And this is all normal, normal, normal. Okay, okay. And so, but but then uh, one of our friends, as could happen to any of us yes. at any given moment, she just um, she really unloaded what she thought about this referee that had made this um, possibly perceived inappropriate call with her child involved, whether it was a foul or whatever. I don't I don't know. And so anyway, Jasmine leaned over and she goes, "Well." Offense is contagious, and you just caught it. You went too far that time, and I was like, oh. uh, "It took me. It took me by surprise because she'd confronted our friend just in the the simple, everyday nature of friendship and chatter." Jasmine saw that offense had made its way really into the scene the night before at the ball game, yes, and then it had. it had showed up again that morning at the gym. And so when she said that offense is contagious, and you caught it. Um, I'm like, that is truth. And I heard her deliver in love, and I was convicted when I heard it. And it was so powerful that I thought, I want her on next year, 2022, and we're going to podcast. So Jasmine, tell us about this journey that you have been on. Um, I Jasmine texted me yesterday and said that she's been preparing for this, but she's had lots of opportunities to be, be offended this week. And oh. Lots of opportunities. Praise God for the for the grace to do what He calls us to do, because um, the enemy will put put things ahead of you. But offense is contagious. Don't catch it. Where did that come from? Why does it matter? Share your wisdom with us. So when you reshare that story, um, it actually I think Holy Spirit just gave me this. I remember watching our little girls. And they overcome offense so quick. And anytime Holy Spirit shows me something like this, I start asking questions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do they overcome offense so quickly? It's because they're so honest with each other. Yeah. They tell each other so quickly, hey, what you just said hurt my feelings. Right. And they're so quick to apologize. The other little girl will be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. Um, this is what I meant. Yeah. And they're just so quick. And then they just go and play together. And I was asking Holy Spirit, why have we stopped doing this? Mm -hmm. What happened in our lives? What point in growing up did we stop being honest with each other? Hey, you just hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then we've been in this um, weird time since the early part of 2020 of um, everybody being afraid of contagious things. Mm -hmm. So combined with me asking those questions and a contagious virus being out there, they combined and God told me that offense is contagious. Yeah. And we pass it to each other without even realizing it like, like a virus because we're just processing. We're just talking. Yeah. But if it's with the wrong people, um, they grab a hold of it, and then all of a sudden, maybe they don't like someone that they haven't met yet. Right. And 
we're all protecting ourselves, trying not to catch a virus. I'm like, God, what are we doing to protect ourselves from offense? We feel so justified. And if you talk to the right people, they support it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should be offended. That was wrong. You can see you don't have to scroll very long on Facebook to see this exact dynamic of, oh my goodness, I went so and so, I went to this place and this happened. And then you get all this feedback of, this is what you should do. This is what I would do. Unacceptable. Like sometimes Facebook is just an, a scroll of, of offense often. My oldest daughter works in customer service. God bless and her. And so I look at those um, posts a lot different now. Yeah. I've witnessed her be cussed out yes at work because I was in line and my daughter looked up at me and I was crying and I knew I could not intervene and my girl is just there and she's just doing the sweetest things she's waiting on the customer like sir I'm so sorry but this is the way it works and I thought wow how many of us are not willing to see each other as a human being that is doing their job, trying to do their best, and we don't know each other's stories. How much better for a Christian woman to go through life mm-hmm. thinking the best yes. of everyone? Yes. The rude cashier, mm-hmm. the one that tells you you can't go back there. Yeah. Um, just operating without this um, trigger yeah. to get offended, just walk in grace. How how would you for someone that's listening and they're like what do they what do they mean when they say off what qualifies as offense how would you define or describe offense to someone um, just to give us a common ground one word that I always know when someone says is I just don't understand that that is a clue to me that they're stepping into offense okay because um, a lot of times we don't want to understand when yeah. we're offended. Yeah, And so anytime I hear myself, I mean, I say it, I check my heart first before I go and help anybody else. Jesus said, get that beam out of your eye before you go help anybody with a splinter. Right, right. (laughs) And so I hear myself say that. So that's one. Anytime you um, hear a negative something come out, anytime passion rises up in me, and my passion is what makes my TikTok so fun. Yeah. But it also is inappropriate if offense is mixed in. Yeah. So anytime I feel that like passion against someone or um, I know that I'm offended, anytime I want someone to not like someone, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that I'm offended. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> metric to use. Yes. Yeah. So if I like... And let's be honest, we've all thought that. I am 42 years old. I have thought many times throughout my life, I don't want anyone to like her. I want them to like me. Jealousy. You know, I've always dealt with jealousy until um, a women's conference. I'll never forget. They had us do note cards and we were supposed to write the one thing that we deal with the most um, on this note card and then put it on the floor and put it under our foot. Yeah. And I wrote jealousy. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Um, and that's gone. So I think anytime you're jealous, you don't want someone to succeed. Um, you've forgotten your identity in Christ that he wants all of his kids to succeed. Yeah. We should be cheering each other on. Yeah. There's not like just one successful person. Yeah. All of us. There's it's plenty true. of room to be successful. <laughs> it's true. And Jasmine and I were talking before we hit the record button. And when she's talking about offense, um, being contagious. I just, this is a reminder, and I, I've said this so many times, and I'll say it again. But by our nature as women, God created us intentionally to incubate things and to birth them into the world around us physically and spiritually. So when we hate on Eve sometimes in Genesis 3 for taking the apple and then sharing it with her husband, she wasn't trying to take out humanity when she did that. No. She was operating in a manipulated design because the enemy knew that whatever he could get in her, she was going to share it with the world around her. And so offense is the same way. Everything that Jasmine is talking about, whether that's offense that comes through jealousy, whether that's offense that comes through um, an act that was wrong, where someone did wrong you, but you're choosing to live in in offense, um, 
it, it reminds me just we're talking about girls. We have Jasmine has more kiddos in different stages than I do, but we also have two girls that are in a similar uh, place of, of life. And, and I think about when as sisters, they get into a fight with each other. And there's that hot moment that you step into whatever it is, where someone took my toy, took my drink, whatever it is. And like, before you step into that moment, when there's just that heat in the room, and you're trying to figure out what in the world is going on, like I'm using my mom eyes and my mom radar to quickly assess what is going on, because I can feel this here. I would describe offense sort of as being that aura of feeling that never leaves. So you leave the situation, but you continue to carry that with you towards someone, even though you may not be able to articulate it as jealousy always or as um, that, that someone wronged you in a way that you can articulate. It's just that feeling that you pick up when there is this conflict in the heat of a conflict but to me offense is choosing to walk away with that feeling like a seed and planting it in in your heart would you agree that that's fair I think that's true and when I say it's contagious I think that you know if you catch a virus you have symptoms so you can tell hey you caught what I have I had a cough you have a cough um I think that if you have a justified reason to be offended say someone was genuinely rude to you The problem with being offended is you pick up the rudeness. Like if you get offended by what that person has done, I can guarantee you, if you will, if you are willing to watch yourself, you are going to leave that situation and be rude to the next person. Yeah. So like you have caught, like whatever offended you, you caught it. Like, and now you're spreading it to others. It's kind of like, Uh, random acts of kindness. Do you remember when that was so popular? And they said that kindness was even contagious. Like if you go and you are kind to someone, then they will go be kind to someone else. And before you know it, you have this whole stream of people being kind. Absolutely. It's the same way to me. Like if we pick up offense and we don't try to understand where that person's coming from. Yeah. Um, it's really bad. There was a powerful story that my big brother shared at my dad's memorial service. Um, my oldest brother, we had to go through a trial because he actually um, was beat to death by four men back when I was 11. And so we had to go through like a trial and stuff. And my dad died in 2013. And at his memorial, my big brother got on stage and he shared this story. And I was too young to know that Mm -hmm. this happened. And without my brother sharing this, I would never know. So please share your stories. Share your stories um, with each other. My dad went out on the lawn when these four men were waiting for the verdict, guilty or not guilty. And he forgave them. He gave them hugs. My dad hugged them. And he was so sad because this one young man, all he did was throw throw a kick. And he was on the road to be a football star. He was going to get out of that bad part of town. And he had a shot at success. He had a full ride scholarship. He was headed to pro ball. And he threw a kick at my brother. And my dad's heart broke for him. Because somehow my dad had grabbed hold of God's grace so deeply Yes. That he knew how much God had forgiven him. Yeah. He wanted to forgive others because he knew that one mistake in the heat of the moment yes. could change your life forever. Yeah. For good or bad. Yeah. And he forgave them. And my whole family was mad at my dad, like extended family, for yeah. doing that because you're supposed to be offended. Yes. We think that we are supposed to be offended, but that's just drinking poison. It's true. It just is. It poisons your heart. It's true. And um, I love that example that my dad gave me. And I didn't even know about it until 20 years later. Yeah. That that's the heart that my dad carried towards people. But for some reason, he just understood the grace of God. And I think we need to study the grace of God and understand how much we've been forgiven. Yeah. And offer that to others. I have lots of offenses in my life that they really happened and the people were really wrong. Yeah. But I don't want to hold it against them. It makes me a bitter, ugly person. 
Yes. And I've met these people. We get to choose what we look like in life. I want to be that fun girl that laughs yeah. and has hugs for people. Yes. That's genuinely encouraging. Yes. And I just know that if I catch offense, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I see it on the ball court. I never wanted to be a sports mom. I was actually Why anti. didn't you want to be a sports mom? I was anti-sports mom. I was a homeschool mom for 16 years. And um, we're an odd bunch, I tell you. Beautiful, <laughs> but we're a little odd. And a peculiar people. Yes, and it's biblical. <laughs> <laughs> I can I know the Bible really well. I can support just about anything. Um I just I valued my family so much and I saw so many families um almost idolize sports and their yeah. children they required too much of their little bodies it wasn't fun anymore yeah and i thought that it had to be that way or nothing mm -hmm. and with the academy that my kids go to it's not like that it's all about developing teamwork yes um yes life skills yes being a good winner being mm -hmm. a good loser it's that's the drive so i love our program yes. i am a total basketball mom i even bought earrings that are basketballs. Little basketballs. My daughter rolled her eyes. Do you have a decal eyes. yet on your car? I have not gone that far. Okay. I only have to support <laughs> prayer, <laughs> not the basketball. Um, so, but watching them play sports, I have realized um, it felt like one game. It felt like my daughter was targeted this one time. And I'll never forget, I turned around to a mama in the faith. She was in the stands and I turned around and looked at her. With, I have a very dramatic face. And yes. I didn't even say a word. I just looked at her. And she goes, honey, it's going to be okay. This is when we pray in the spirit <laughs> and we trust God. <laughs> and so I started doing that. And that actually was the game that you mentioned. Yes. Okay. Where there were so, bad calls. So that should, there was offense in the air. like, <laughs> And there were things that were unjust that were going yes, on. It was. But we found out that that young woman on the other team is our friend. Wow. And she goes to the conference that our teenagers go to. Wow. And I told my team, we will not agree with the accuser. Yes. We will not agree with the accuser and bring her down. Yes. And yes, what she did was not right. And someone should talk to her about that. A trusted mentor. Yeah. She is a child of God. Yes. And we know that she's our sister in Christ. Yeah. And we are not going to hold offense against her. We are not going to spread stories yes. that are against her. Yeah. Because what do we do, Paige? We usually repent, mm -hmm. some quicker than others. Yeah. But we usually repent. And wouldn't it be nice if our sisters were there yeah. with open arms yeah. waiting for us to come back? Absolutely. Rather than holding that against us and constantly reminding us yeah. of some mistake. It reminds me, um, it's a little different context, but it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son and, and the older brother. And the, the story goes, there's two brothers. There's the, the younger brother that wants his inheritance, goes, squanders it, and, and then realizes that he has left a good thing at home. And he comes home and the father throws him a party. And then you've got the brother that was faithfully there who misses the party because he is distraught that the father is celebrating that waywardness has returned. Yes. But at the end of the day, he was missing the party. Yeah. And it's like, you, it's like you, like he was like, sure. His logic was right. Like he left and I, I stayed. That's true. That was a fact. But he didn't see an element of rejoicing because he was so blinded by the offense and the pride of his heart. And that's what that when you're talking about that, about seeing people as children of of God, when we use a metric to measure people that is different than someone that grace has chosen, then we are always going to be the brother that's not at the party yes. and that's moping out at the field. And we're invited to the party. Yes. We're invited. And actually, we're called to host, help host the party, help bring people to the party. Yes. Like if we if we look at some other biblical text and, and parables of, of, of the feast and, and things of that nature, and so when I'm hearing you talk about this, I want to bring, I want to bring some practical tips to some okay. listeners. Um, and, and ladies, just to 
two two things I want to to mention passage wise from Romans um, chapter twelve. It, it That's says actually in my notes. Oh, <laughs> you can take us there whenever you want to. Um, about living at peace with everyone as much as it is possible with you is yes. what I wanted to Let mention. love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Yes. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Yes. And seek to show hospitality. Yes. This is another thing I said that day was the only thing we can compete in, Paige, is honor. It's like true. we are competing. We are trying to beat each other at this game of life. It's true. And as women, we all have talents. Yes. And gifts. Yes. And we should not compare them with others. That's right. We're going to dive into that more. <laughs> That's a whole thing. We're going to dive into that more because I think that really is the antidote to offense really it's a choice of offense or honor but more in the vein of offense to i think about from um song of solomon it talks about the little foxes that spoil the vineyard offense is one of those little foxes that you let it in one day or it becomes a foothold yes. of the enemy what however you want to look at it whatever oh my gosh he has been trying to get his foot in my life for you all like, week <laughs> we don't want to crack the door open i have an infant right now i have a one-year-old and um, and he's a mobile one year old, and a, it's my first boy, and so I'm learning about being a boy mom, and he is into all all the things, and so to leave a door cracked is not a sufficient means for protecting me or him, and yes. by me I mean like what well, if I like I could I could mean thing, material things or or whatever. There yes. I literally have to close a door to as a boundary to secure everybody's health, you know, and to just sometimes make life go on because this week he's put things in batteries in toilets, um, clothes in toilets. He loves household cleaners, all the things, okay, you know. which are dangerous for him. They're very dangerous. <laughs> and so like leaving a door cracked, almost closed, the appearance of being closed, like it's not an option. Sometimes we're like, girls, did you close that door? And they'll be like, yeah, and I'll look, and it's cracked open. I'm like, that is not closed. He has about one second to get that baby knocked open, and then we're in the toilet, and everything is is chaos. And it's the same with the enemy. So offense is like that little bitty crack in the yes. door, and it takes about one second for the enemy to have that foothold and to swing it wide open, and then you've got a whole lot of yuck in the potty that you're dealing with, and life turns to chaos. Yes. So Jasmine, how if offense is a choice, like, you gave, you gave some indicators of this is how I know it's in my heart. When I start to feel passion against someone rise up, when I start to justify, I just don't understand, like, this is how I'm seeing it manifest. But when you're in the moment, how do you choose not to pick it up? I'm not always good in the moment to not pick it up. It's why I think you, me personally, I choose the people I vent to very carefully. Um, even at our church, we have a system of you only have five days to overcome an offense, and I you have to that. go to that person. Um, and some of them we can come, we can get over within ourselves, and sometimes you actually have to go to that person. Um, I feel like personally, I don't like to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I I don't. I like to change. Um, there's actually five languages of apology. I don't know what they are. Apologizing is not my favorite. Somebody should look them up. <laughs> I just know that um, words mean more to me. Like if you're telling me you love me, like they, they really feel yes. good to me. But the words of apology don't mean anything to me. So I'm one that just likes to change. And I'm always looking for change in other people um, to show that they're sorry. I, I'm having a hard time just even thinking about what, what would be an indicator? How would I do it? Because here recently, it's been secondhand offense. It has not actually been personal. Or someone that you loved, um, received, someone did something wrong yes. to them and and they're they're offended. Yes. And then you take up offense on their so behalf. <laughs> I'm tempted to, and a lot of us Christians do this because we don't 
Like even with our kids, think about when our kids are fighting. It's like you just want peace. Yeah. You just want them to be quiet. But yeah. that doesn't resolve the issue. Yes. Just being quiet does not resolve the issues. So I want to tell my daughter, just let it go. Just let them be. They're probably having a bad day, but it doesn't resolve things. Yeah. Because there has to be something said. So I'm really careful to only vent up to people who are more mature in their walk, Mm -hmm. who will not take on the offense. Like I don't complain about my marriage to people Mm -hmm. who take my side. Yes. I complain to people who will remind me how awesome my husband is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like me sitting in the stands. I saw my daughter being pushed to the floor. Yes. When the refs were not looking. And for some reason, when we're even in the bleachers at a game, we, because we saw something happen, we are mad at an official for not seeing it. And we have such a hard time putting ourselves in their shoes. And that's so dishonoring to them to act like we could do a better job. Yes. And I know that offense is hit too if I think I could do a better job. Mm-hmm. than someone else. Yeah. I oh. check my heart. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> because um, there was a situation like there, um, a great opportunity to be offended. And everybody was like, well, I would do it this way and they need to do it this way. And I was like, hold on. So you want to run this program? You want to run this institution is what you're saying. They're like, well, no, never. I was like, then let's stop acting like we can do it better. Yeah. I do not want to carry the weight that they carry. I do not want to make the decisions that they make. Yes. I mean, we do this with government. We're so offended at government. I don't want to be a representative. (laughs) I don't want. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Me either. Um, So I would rather honor them. Yeah. Pray for them. Yes. And be thankful that someone was willing to serve. Yeah. Because they're so ridiculed. I think that um, when we talk about, uh, well, we mentioned the example of Facebook, social media, and offense yeah. just being on the buffet every day, as the largest portion often. Really, the leadership of our country, and I mean that generally, our nation's leaders, whether Republican or Democrat, it is a culture of offense. And, um, and so then we have economies built on offense, economies, yes. literal financial economies built on offense. I have a friend that lives in Iowa, which is a swing state. So Republicans and Democrats are are vying for her vote every single day, and it never ends. So she'll send me screenshots all the time of how many um, hate-mongering text messages she gets that are part of proactive campaigns to raise funds to put someone else out. And so it's the exact opposite of where we're about to go, a culture of, of honor. But I, I mean, when we have sown that as a nation, when that is being yes. sown, I think that we would be wise to all grow in our sensitivity and our maturity to recognizing offense because there's a lot that's acceptable that it we don't is. know. I mean, it's, it's unacceptable, but it's accepted culturally, but it's offensive to the Holy Spirit. I think it is because we're supposed to outdo each other in honor. Yes. And um, I get political emails um, yes. I, I don't remember ever signing up for them, but I remember reading you. one. Yes. <laughs> I remember reading one and it started off with honestly hate speech. And I love these people and I believe in what they're fighting for and I would love to vote for them. Yes. But I don't agree with anyone that tries to stir up offense in my heart. I agree. To get me to go a certain way. Yeah. And so anytime that I feel against anyone, mm-hmm. if I feel against any group of people, yeah, I feel against anyone. I know that offense is knocking at the door. It's literally a trap stick. And if you yes. take the bait and knock that little stick that's holding the trap, you are trapped. Yes. And I do not want to live a life trapped. I love freedom above all else. It's yes. why I made this most recent TikTok about me like falling in the floor. Yeah. Sad because my calendar was full. Yes. I don't like a full calendar. I love freedom. I do not want to be trapped by offense. <laughs> I don't own a calendar. 
And I know because I'm with you. I don't own a calendar, which doesn't work well. Now that I have three kids, I can uh, internalize a lot of information. So I've always been able to not use a calendar and still keep up. And it doesn't really work well. But I'm the same way. I like uh, in December, I actually had to repent for being offended. I repented to my board, Entourage's leadership team, for being offended at how busy December was because I liked a Sabbath in December yes. before I had kids in school that worked really well and a one-year-old yes. and life, it, you know, it was a different season. And so I tried to, to bring that same pace from another season in this year. And I worked hard, as hard as I could to set it up to get things done in November so that in December I could come to a standstill and I could just tell it's not going to happen. And it literally was December 15th when I made the choice to repent because I was so frustrated at how many things, how many things had to happen um, that I could not see the blessing. And I'll tell you, because you were there this night, a turnaround point for me. They At our school, our daughters are in piano together, which is like an extracurricular yes. choice. A beautiful, beautiful thing. And my daughter is loving it, and I am thrilled that she loves it. Well, a piano recital was added last minute on top of all the other December dates that exist. And um, and I had two other things I had to be at that. Actually, three other things I had to be at that I, evening. I did two that night. And so <laughs> I knew, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to pick one of four. And they were all priority and they were all important. And I guard my schedule fiercely. Yes. But they were all priority. So anyway, so I like, like I make the choice. I I'm going to honor my daughter. And so we end up on the front row because my mother-in-law is Enneagram 7, and she's always a front-row gal. I'm a, I'm a back-row gal. And so we end up on the front row reluctantly to cheer on my daughter. This sounds so petty, but I'm just showing you what offense can do and yes. if you let it be there. And so this is December 15th-ish, 14th-ish, and so I've got offense. And I look to my right, and there is a family on the front row that has migrated from China, and they have paid a great price to be in our nation, and they are the best business owners in our community. They are the best school supporters in our community, and they are thrilled beyond measure to watch their daughter walk yes. up on the stage, who just blows it away, like such a graceful, amazing pianist, because she, oh, they just, you can tell there is this appreciation that they have for being in our nation, for being um, in a school where yeah. are there all of these opportunities. And so I looked at them on the front row, knowing where they came from and where they were now. And then I looked at me on the front row, who I was there, but I was still carrying a reluctance and a bitterness toward the busyness of the schedule. And I just realized, okay, I want to be grateful. And I want to remember that every all these things that I'm having to do, they're a blessing that people will give anything for. So yeah. I, choose to, I chose to repent for being offended at how busy life was. So that makes total sense to me, what you're yeah. saying, because I had to repent. And, and that would have been the point where you could have picked up ongoing offense or you could have set it down. And, I mean, that's the grace of God, I feel like, when He shows us pictures Yes. Of gratitude in others' pictures. Yes. And then we can decide, rather than comparing ourselves to that, because comparison is the thief of joy. Right. Rather than comparing ourselves to that, to say, I want that. Holy yes. Spirit, help me. Help me have that. Yes. So instead of comparing yourself to my fun, yes. you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me find my fun. Yes. I I want I want to be fun. I want to have fun with my kids. Yeah. Um, I even have fun sweeping the floor at the school. And it blows the students' minds because they think when I say let's have fun, they yes. think it has to be self-satisfying. Yes. Serving others with gratitude is the most fun any of us could ever have. Yes. It's a grateful heart that helps us have fun. Yes. I mean, I hate doing dishes. Like, it's actually the thing that I've argued with my husband the most is dishes in, in your marriage. marriage. Yes. Yeah. He loves the dishes to be done. I don't because I won't cook in a, a clean kitchen because it's finally clean. I'll cook in a kitchen that has some dirty dishes. Yes. So we just have a different culture. So it's very easy for offense to live yes. in this place. The but kitchen sink. Yes. So <laughs> we so have offensive. found a way for him to have what he wants. Um, he has the kids do the dishes and me not to do the dishes 
as much, but we've been really honest. I think that's a key too to overcome offense is like that little girl honesty. Yeah. Risk hurting someone, one small little wound versus a lifetime of hurt. Like one small little bump versus a lifetime of disconnection, um, hate. Yes. You know, because it just grows. Like if you like if you did not go get cancer treated, that tumor grows. Yeah. So if we do not treat offense, it grows bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. Yes. When a simple conversation can usually fix yes. any situation. Yeah. Um, but I think we have to be willing to understand that other people's stories matter. Mm-hmm. That it's not just my own. I want to bring a few just um, tie downs to this conversation yeah. that we we've had and things that Jasmine has said that are just in the past few minutes that are straight biblical principle. And I want to give you the reference. Um, she talked about being willing to um, confront someone and share your heart with them over an offense, over a hurt or a perception, real, not real. I mean, over whatever is bothering you. That actually is is biblical. We are called to in in Matthew chapter fifteen. We are called to confront, and it gives an order about how we do that. We we confront an individual one on one first, and then you can can read more about about how that that works. We're also called to pray for our enemies. Yes, um, I think that is a good way. I think that is a good way to soften your heart when it needs to be softened. Sometimes I will pray blessing over people, and even if I don't feel it yet, if I don't feel like I'm not in agreement fully with what I'm praying, I will keep praying it because I know it's the right thing to do, and eventually my heart will soften. And that's an act of faith. It is an act (laughs) of faith. Lord, whatever that... Just whatever the case may be, if it's an insecurity, if it's a past hurt and it, and something wants to come up, then I know a way that I can release that to the Lord is by praying for a blessing over someone. And really, in that case, they're not my enemies. They're people usually that I, I love, but something's festering. But whether it's someone you love or whether it's a perceived enemy, I think another point um, to, to use the example of how the, on the basketball court, you know, there were these foul and physical cha- exchanges going on. And then Jasmine said, come to find out they knew the person that was uh, kind of perpetrating this and realized we were kind of from the same sort of flock. And I think that an important verse to remember is uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 16. It says, regard no one after the flesh. And so um, so shifting, we're going we're gonna to bring this conversation to an end and talking about how we choose um, how we don't just say no to offense, but we say yes to honor and what that looks like. But um, again, re- remember these these things. Confront in love. Pray for your enemies. Don't regard people after the flesh. And um, and Jasmine talked about how she has most satisfaction and ser- most fun in serving in gratitude. So shifting to this culture of honor, you read it from Romans 10, outdo one another in showing honor. What does that mean practically, Jasmine? Well, a lot of us are competitive, and you mentioned the Enneagram, and there are some numbers that are a little more competitive to, than others. And I feel like as Christians, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. You know, we're not supposed to really fight with each other. So I feel like God in His grace gave us the ability to compete in honor. Yes. And I feel like honor is... It's something that has to be built. It has to be just like offense is fed. You have to feed honor. You have to literally train yourself to think the best of others. Yes. And uh, my husband says this all the time. Why would a reasonable, rational person do this thing? And that helps him calm down because it actually says in Ecclesiastes 10.4, um, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. That's good. So just calm. What was that? Ten four. Uh, yeah, Ecclesiastes ten four. Okay. Um, and so I'm such a passionate person, and God's blessed me with this. So I'm not. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm just going to steward it well. 
um, just that calmness. So you start asking yourself questions. Why would a reasonable, rational person act like this? Even my daughter in customer service, why would a customer yell at me like this? What's going on in their life? And choose to do the honorable thing. And I know a lot of us have forgotten the golden rule, like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And it really breaks my heart because a lot of things, people think the Ten Commandments are so rough, but if you look at them, it's literally just, would you just love your brother? Yeah. Would you just love your brother? Don't kill him. Don't take his stuff. Yeah. Praise God he has a beautiful wife. Don't yes. long for her. Yes. <laughs> Find your own. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, so if we start to just have this concept of that God is love, I've been reconciled to the creator of the universe. He has equipped me through the power of Jesus Christ to love people. I am going to plug in and tap into that love because that is the thing that changes my life. We hurt each other the most when we don't feel loved. Mm -hmm. And I think honor would be giving people grace on their bad day. But the honorable thing also is to help them by lovingly telling them how to do better. Like your girls, please shut the door. Mm -hmm. Like people can take that as judgment and criticism, or you can understand that little brother is actually at risk. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're putting your little brother at risk. So when I actually said that, you know, offense is contagious. I think you caught it. Yeah. I was literally looking out for the little people that their ears are so big. They're listening to everything we say. So true. I was shutting the door. Yeah. Like, I know this might sting. I hate being confronted. I don't like to confront. Mm -hmm. But I actually love people more than I love myself. And I'm I'm coming to a place where I am willing to hurt you just a little and risk you not liking me to save you. Faithful, to keep you. <laughs> faithful are the wounds of a friend. Proverbs says that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And I haven't been willing to give those wounds um, in the past because I needed to be loved and accepted so much mm-hmm. that I would compromise myself as a person. Mm-hmm. And I would let people make bad choices that I knew I had the answer to help them. Yeah. And I was so afraid of offending someone. Yes that I wouldn't tell them. But I think it's time for us all to grow up a little. Stop being so easily offended. Admit that we're offended. Step one, admit you're offended. (laughs) Admit you're offended. (laughs) Step two, just ask Holy Spirit to help you let it go. Yes. And honestly, ask Him, is it real? Is it not real? If it's real, like say it's an abusive situation that you need to call law enforcement. Yeah. Call the police. Yeah, boundaries are for protection and preserving. Boundaries are for healing. I, I, as we talked about this conversation, we're going to bring it to a close. I, I was raised in such a godly household that my parents truly did not, there was no foothold for offense. They did not live in offense toward other people. They did not talk bad about other people. But then my parents went through a divorce, and I was the oldest, and I was around 16, and I would by default for a season be kind of referee between my parents where there was an, an offense that, ex- I mean, you can't break a covenant without there being offense. Yeah. And so that introduced me to this very perplexing thing where I would, I would get in a place where I could be okay with a parent, but then my other parent had an offense toward them and then I was stuck communicating. And so I had to create a boundary Okay. For my healing and uh, for myself, and probably by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit at that time, I wouldn't have articulated it that way, um, that my parents weren't allowed to speak about the other parent to me. And they weren't okay. allowed to tell me anything that the other parent couldn't know. And I keep that to this day. I'm an adult woman. And if if my, my parents are amazing people, and I have a great relationship with them because a boundary was set okay. so that offense could not exist So in we my could heart. set that boundary with friends, too. Yeah. Like, I love that person. Like, if this is not an honorable thing, like, I, I don't want to yes. hear this story. I love you. I love Absolutely. them. I don't want to hear this story. I mean, here's the number to the church. Here's a great counselor if yes. you want. Yes. Um, but I think that it's time for us to rise up yes. and stop looking like the world. Absolutely. And offense is of the devil. 
Yes. The great accuser. He's the only one that accuses the brethren. That's right. And if you are accusing your brother or sister, you have agreed with the great um, adversary, I always, the devil. <laughs> I say internally, I don't say this to a lot of people, but I always say um, accuser of the brethren is actually not a spiritual gift. <laughs> I see a lot of people operating in it. And so stop. But that's when we have forgotten our de- identity. Yep. Because we feel like we have to pull yes. people down, lift them up, and you will be lifted up. Yes. The man who honors will be honored. That's right. And at the so end of your honored. life, do you want people to lie at your funeral? Or do you want them to honestly say, this was one of the kindest, yes. most honoring, truthful people I'd ever met. And Praise they God. loved the Lord with all their heart. Praise God. They made mistakes, but they said they were sorry. And yes. they always pursued God. Yes. That's what I want. And I don't want someone to lie. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to live fake. I will not fake anything ever yes. until I make it. I am honest. I am true. And I make my mistakes in front of people. Yes. And I show them how to get over them. Yes. Because it's time for us to be authentic. That's the right. devil is taking the church on a very negative path, which is an offense and division. Yes. But the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to unity and truth. Yes. And that's found in God's love. That's right. And it's patient. And it's kind. That's right. And it overlooks offenses. That's right. So I think it's time to walk in the love of God. Let's do There's it. There's no more lukewarm, Paige. Yep. We got to be hot for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so ladies, that is, I hope you felt like you were just having coffee and cupcakes. That's what we have in front of us with Jasmine and I today. And that is your truth and love segment. Offense is contagious. Outdo one another in showing honor. Jasmine, would you close us by praying for a grace to walk in honor and to release offense for ladies love this year. I would love to. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for every ear that hears this podcast, that they connect to something that you're telling them, Holy Spirit. Give them the grace to forgive themselves and forgive others. Do not hold offense even towards themselves, Father. Let's truly walk out the grace of God towards ourselves and others, Father. Thank you that you gave us a way to compete, and that's an honor. And just show us your ways, God. Let us see it. Let us follow it. And let us know it's you. And thank you for your grace, Jesus. You love us so much. And I just speak a blessing over everyone that hears this podcast, that this just even draws them closer to you, Lord, and the love of God. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 